You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. This one is another great opportunity for you to pick up and learn some more really natural English expressions while also just enjoying an authentic, unscripted conversation between three native speakers of English, all of whom come from the UK. Um, So in this episode, I'm joined again by my friend Kate and a friend of hers called Mark. And uh, basically, we just teach you 12 useful expressions and talk about those expressions in a really natural way. Um, So you should really get to know those um, bits of language after listening to all of this. If you want to, you can actually read the expressions and their definitions and some examples on the website, which, of course, is teacherluke.podomatic.com. And if you find, I believe it's episode 114, um, you will also find uh, all of the expressions which we teach you in this episode written down for your eyes to look at and for your brain to kind of process and eventually understand. And then hopefully uh, at the end of the process, your uh, mouth will then actually produce those expressions in a kind of natural way. And who knows, maybe if you're a student at a language school, your teacher will go, hello, hello. You know, Jose is using some really interesting sounding uh, natural expressions. I think we should move him up to the next class. And then before you know it, you're in the top group of your school and you're taking the Cambridge Advanced uh, Certificate exam and you're passing it with an A grade. And uh, following that, you get an incredibly lucrative job in a bank and you invest your money wisely by meeting the right people and building a relationship with them, using, of course, English, uh, your second language, which you've really pushed to the limit of its capability. And based on those um, great relationships that you build uh, as a banker, you make the right investments. And guess what happens next? You earn billions and billions of pounds or dollars or euros, probably pounds because they're worth more. And then The next step, logically, of course, is to take over the world. And what do you do once you've taken over the world? That's right, you give everyone free ice cream, um, just like uh, we know that you should. So hopefully that will happen. And, you know, if possible, if you could see see it happen somehow, could you perhaps get me sort of two helpings of free ice cream? It's just that I'm kind of a bit fond of ice cream. Okay, so... There you go. That's what you can expect to achieve from uh, listening to Luke's English podcast. And uh, this episode is no exception. So I think it's probably a good time to start now. So that's it for this um, introduction. And you can now enjoy the episode. Thanks very much for listening. So I always begin an episode by saying... um, Hello and welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. That's probably a good way to begin this episode, isn't it, don't you think? So, shall I do that? Yes. Yeah. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. That's what I always do at the the beginning of an episode, even with that kind of laughter in the voice thing, just just for fun, really. It's a habit. You know, it's like my own jingle that I that I do live at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. Um, what shall I say at the beginning of this episode? Any any ideas? 
Well, no, of course not, because it's, it's my job, isn't it? I'm gonna start, I think I might start this again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. And you find me here in a room, um, and uh, which is normal, I suppose. That's where you'd expect to find me, in a room. Uh, there's a ceiling above my head, walls uh, on either side, and a floor below my feet. It's a, it's, a, it's a reassuring feeling being in a room because you know that if it rains, for example, you're not going to get wet. I think that's very important. That's one of the main jobs of, of, a, of a room, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's not raining though, Luke. It's, it, nice, it's a lovely day. If it did rain, yes. it, you know what it's like in Britain, there's a chance that if, I wasn't, if we weren't in a room that we would get wet. So, um, Serious sound. It's a, it's a sound it's a sound theory. You can hear other voices. That's because I'm joined. That, that's not just you in your head. There, there, there aren't just voices in your head. If there are voices in your head, uh, then you might need to go and get some help with that. But um, there, well, I suppose there are voices because you're probably listening to this in your headphones. So I hope you can work out which are the which are the sort of crazy voices and which are the actual genuine voices on the podcast. If you can't distinguish between the voices in your head and the voices in the headphones, then you might need a bit of help with that as well. But um, you, you can probably hear a couple of other voices um, because that's what that's because I'm joined uh, in this episode by Kate again. Hello, Kate. Hi. Hi, listeners. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Well, actually, I'm not that good. What I've a, had a bit of a, a bit of a stressful day teaching. Really? Yeah. Any, anything in particular? Um, no, not that I can say <laughs> on here. No. You don't really want to go into it here, no, do you? No. If you've had a difficult day of teaching, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard job sometimes teaching. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that you're relaxing now, Kate. It, I feel much better now. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, and with us too is Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, world. And, uh, well, actually, as a matter of fact, this is the first time that I've met Mark. Um, so I think what I will do in a, in a few moments is um, get to know Mark a little bit. Sounds fun. And that, that, will, be, that will be a genuine, um, an actual genuine conversation. Uh, what, you will actually hear what actually happens when native speakers meet each other for the first time. It's going to be a, a real conversation, not sort of contrived in any way. No. Just a genuine... So we'll, Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I've kind of exchanged a few... We've, we've exchanged a few... Pleasantries. Uh, we have. Yeah. Um, but we haven't uh, fully got to know each other yet. But that, that, that'll come <laughs> in a moment. Who <laughs> were? But <clears throat> what I was thinking... Actually, at the beginning of this episode, I think it's very important, actually, that, uh, that, I actually teach, that we teach the listeners something. Because it's been a long time since I um, actually taught anything on this, this podcast. It feels like that. It feels like recently the episodes have just been me kind of talking a load of nonsense and just sort of whatever's, whatever comes into my head <laughs> mm. has just gone into the microphone. Which is nonsense, Luke, isn't it? Is it? Most of the time. <laughs> call it anarchic. I think it's anarchic, yeah. um, you could say. Yeah. Really? Do you think... I was, <laughs> you just think nonsense? I think that most of what... Am I being in, kind? Yeah. Okay. So most of what's in my head is nonsense, Kate? Is that... Um, you really think that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I thought that in this episode, because I've just been talking nonsense into the microphone recently, that I would actually teach something, that we would actually teach something right at the, the, the beginning. So what I did is, in preparation 
Uh, I actually planned something for this one. Um, I wrote down, uh, just off the top of my head, some um, common expressions, idioms, phrasal verbs, that kind of thing. Just 12 common expressions. And what we're going to do for you now, listeners, for free, mm. is actually teach them to you. Okay, so um, I think I'm going to go first with my first one. So my first expression is in the nick of time. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Do you use that sometimes? I do, actually, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. What was it again, Kate? In the, the nick of time. In the nick of time. Mm. In the nick of time. So, for example, you might say, "Oh, it was, uh, uh. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't make that noise, obviously, at the beginning." That's, that's an important, <laughs> important preface. You don't have to go uh, uh, before you you use this idiom, um, but um, <laughs> that's just the noise that I make when I'm trying to think of a good example, right? Um, for example, you might say, we got onto the train just in the nick of time. It was close. We nearly missed the train. We nearly got trapped in the doors, in fact, but we managed to get on just in the nick of time. Like right, so if you do something just in the nick of time, what's that, what does that mean, then? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to use than explain. It is, isn't it? I suppose yeah, yeah. it's when you do something with just enough time left, you do it right at the last at moment. The last you nearly miss it. You nearly miss it, but you get lucky. Yeah, you get there. You get there in the end, but you although you nearly missed it, right? So, for example, my my example of the train is that you can imagine um, the train is about to leave. The doors are closing, but just at the last second, it makes that noise as well. You might have heard. Just at the last second, you managed to get into the train just before the doors closed. So we, I got onto the train just in the nick of time. You'll be able to read all these idioms, by the way, on the website, which, as you know, of course, is uh, teacherluke.podomatic.com. I'm sure that website is burned into your brains <laughs> from hearing it repeated so many times. Um, so... That was mine, in the nick of time. Uh, Mark, what's, uh, what have you got? I have um, to end up doing something. End up doing something, all right. For example, I ended up becoming an English teacher. <laughs> so perhaps I did many things before. I experimented with different jobs, um, or no jobs, perhaps. And then, uh, in the end, final decision, I became an English teacher. Right, so kind of like... After playing around with various different things, the final result, the final situation that you found yourself in, was yeah. that you were an English teacher. So you didn't necessarily plan Certainly from not. the beginning to become an English teacher? Could be an accident, yeah. yeah. Even. Uh, it's just circumstances yeah. um, and the opportunity to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, then I did it and I'm happy with it. So, in the end... That's what I became. Okay. I think we quite often say stuff like, oh, I wanted to be a doctor, but I ended up. <laughs> there could be a tone of regret. That yeah, kind of like, it wasn't what I really intended to do in the first place, but somehow the situation I found myself in at the end was, for example, as an English teacher, so I ended up. Uh, being an English teacher. <laughs> Not that that's the case for us, because of course we always had a burning ambition Certainly. to become Absolutely. English language teachers. It's ingrained. Um, it's the sort of expression you might use as well to describe what you did on a Friday night, for example. It's like, oh, we went to the pub, had a few drinks, then we went to this bar, and then we did some karaoke, and we ended up in, in a, a gutter. We ended up in a gutter. Throwing up. Sick. Yeah. Uh, drunk. Um, <laughs> 
in a desperate, uh, desperately wanton state, mm. uh, I ended up uh, passing out in a gutter. Mm. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. That would be good if you're British. I'm not sure your listeners would need to say that because that's a typically British yeah. uh, type ended of behaviour. On a beach, yeah, falling asleep. I ended so up sad. reading poetry to myself. <laughs> Oh, I see, without the alcohol. Yeah. Oh, so if you like, okay. I started the evening by mm. sampling some fine wines. Sipping a sherry. And finally I ended up um, reading poetry <laughs> to a beautiful maiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. That's, that's the real world, isn't it? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, um, Kate, what have you got? Yeah. Um, every now and then. Every now and then. Yeah. Example? Um... Every now and then, I fancy a Big Mac with fries and a milkshake. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no, this, this no. isn't true. This is the sentence that Luke has written down. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> so that's not really Kate's no, sentence, no. but it's just my example. Um, every now and then, um, I every now and then I fancy a nice glass of red wine. Mm. Mm. So basically every now and then means sometimes, doesn't mm. it? Occasionally. Occasionally, every now and then. In fact, I think the next is the next um, expression on your list similar. Someone else has got Oh, I've got I've got a, an expression on my list which is uh, once in a while. Mm. And it's basically the same thing as every now and then. So once in a while. For example, I like to eat McDonald's once in a while. <laughs> And that is true. And it's true, yeah. True. Once in a while, okay. I don't, I don't eat McDonald's like all the time. Um, so that was um, once in a while, and every now and then, and they yeah. both mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what have you got next, Mark? I have. Um, oh, a good one actually. I have to bend over backwards. Okay. Mm. Bend over backwards. To yeah. bend over backwards. Okay. Of course, not in a physical sense because this is an idiom, but. Yeah. For example, um, the staff at the Holiday Inn really bent over backwards to make my wife and I feel comfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Any guesses? So, uh, the, the, the staff at the Holiday Inn really bent over backwards to make my wife and I feel as comfortable as, 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 as possible. possible. They did everything within their power. Yeah. Right. So to bend over backwards is to make a lot of effort, isn't Absolutely, it? yeah. Um, to, to help a person as much as possible, to, to go the complete distance yeah. if you want to, yeah. to help a person solve okay. a problem. So for example, you'd say something like, um, um, could, if you've got a chance, could you do this thing? Could you post this letter for me? Don't bend over backwards <laughs> or anything um, if you can't. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could. Suppose Does it you mean could. you just um, you do what, what's in your job description? No, it's more than that. Okay. If you do what's in your job description, you do what you need to do. Yeah. But it's to, to do more than you need to do. Yeah. To, to really put 100%, 110% effort in to help a person solve the problem or to have a good time. Yeah. So the example with the holiday, uh, with the holiday yeah. inn, the hotel. Of course, if the staff are very friendly, that's good. But if, you know, if they do more than their job description, if they really try to help you, they bend over backwards. Yeah. So it's about helping, isn't it? Basically. It's like tr- making a lot of effort as to much help as someone. possible. Yes. Yes, okay. All right. Um, okay. It's like Piccadilly Circus in here today. <laughs> Which is exactly where my school That's is. An idiot. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it is. You work in Piccadilly I Circus. I do, yes. At the, at the school, not the Ripley's Museum, um, which is right. directly across. So is this like Piccadilly Circus? You're this the expert. Is, this 
just for a moment there, I could have been in Piccadilly Circus with the man coming in to chase the rubbish. I, s- the- I say it's like Piccadilly Circus <laughs> listeners, because that's an expression, it's kind of yeah. a joke that people say when it's, when it's very busy and there's lots yeah. of people coming and going. But you might not have realised that. You, might, you may have heard the noise of like, a plastic bag, but uh, the cleaner just came into the room and uh, sort of walked in with his bag and uh, took the rubbish out. And that, that actually happened in our episode, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. The cleaner interrupted us in that one too. Yes. So we have Francis come, putting his head through the window, the cleaner coming in, it's like Piccadilly Circus around here. And ironically, that is actually where, where you work. Mark. It is, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so, which is very much like Piccadilly Circus. Okay, so do you, you, know, do you work hard at the school to, make, to help your I, students? I, I tell you what, sometimes I bend over backwards to help them uh, with their English. So I hope they appreciate really. that, Mark. Of course, sometimes, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> do, they, do, do they ever buy you presents at the end of a course? Um, you know, it depends on how many of them are leaving because, you know, the new students start every week. But if you get a really, you know, good group that sort of click together and they like you, you like them, then mm. it, it can happen. Yeah. happened in, Korea, uh, no, in Australia once yeah. when I had loads of Korean what? students. Yeah, but they all bought me loads of presents, these, this Korean class. Yeah. And since then, it's just little things like, Bookmarks or <laughs> little key rings, key rings with uh, Brazilian yeah. uh, Havana, whatever they're called. Can I use a, a brand name? Yeah, of course you can. Oh, wonderful. Okay. I mean, maybe. What are they? How do you pronounce the name of that sh- that uh, uh, flip flop company? I just tried to say it, but sort of very quietly, just in case, <laughs> <laughs> just in case it was wrong. Um, I don't know. It's something like Havana or Havana or something. something I like feel it. a bit embarrassed that I yeah. don't know how to pronounce that famous brand name of, of uh, beach sandal or flip flop. At least we can't get into trouble. Just in case. We can't. Yeah. Well, maybe some of the <laughs> listeners could tell you. Could Havaianas or Havanias? We need have help. Have bananas? I don't know. Yeah. But I suppose that, anyway, yeah. if I was Australian, I'd feel worse about that because they wear them a lot more <laughs> than we do. Well, you see, that's the thing. I don't own a pair. Neither do I. I. That's it. Yeah. I'd like to have a pair. Of those. They're nice. <laughs> yes. Lots of teachers get given them. I think they're quality, they're quality sandals. Oh, they? certainly. Yeah. They last a long time. My girlfriend has a pair. She just doesn't wear anything else when she's really? on the beach. Really? <laughs> just wear anything just else. those? Well, okay. Well, clearly you're reading between, between the lines there. Um, and whatever else she may feel necessary yeah. to wear, but on her feet. Right. Upon her feet, she will only wear, wear those. I see. I see. Sorry, it's my... It's my <laughs> perverted imagination. Um, okay, so what's the next idiom that you've got on the list, um, Kate? I've got to sleep on it. Sleep on it? To sleep on it. Sleep yeah. on what? Uh, to sleep on it. Oh, it? <laughs> yeah, always okay. it. Uh, for example, I can't decide if I should accept the job offer. Uh, they pay more, but I have to have to move to a different town. I think, you know, Kate, I think it's getting late. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you should go to bed, sleep on it, yeah. make the decision in the morning. Okay, yeah. I won't decide now. I'll decide tomorrow. After you have slept on it. Yeah, I'll sleep on it. <laughs> mm. Okay, so to sleep on it, it, the it thing is a decision that you have to make. <coughs> like a problem, maybe, a decision or a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you sleep on it, it's yeah. like you have a difficult decision to make or a problem to deal with and you can't do it now so you decide that you will go to bed and subconsciously think about it in your sleep. Mm. It is an unusual expression. 
isn't it? Because but it's good, obviously, when you, when you are asleep, you're probably not thinking about the problem. At least me, personally. You're I don't have this discussion in my And in my you're head. not physically sleeping on the problem. No, no it's not you're like sleeping you're, you're just on giving, the sheet. You're giving yourself extra time, as yeah. possibly. It's not like you're typing out the problem on a piece of paper, printing it, and then laying it down on the mattress. Oh, under your head, under the pillow. Exactly. Yeah. And then and it's literally sleeping on it. Yeah. No, it just means that you're sort of not making the decision. You're going to bed, yeah. and then in the morning, hopefully, you'll have a clearer mind in order to make the decision. I have to say, um, I think I use this <coughs> probably every day. Really? Yeah. Oh. Lots of decisions. Yeah, yeah. You just you're yeah. just not happy making quick decisions. <laughs> no, no. And I think it is. It really helps to sleep on it. Definitely. What's, what sort of decisions do you um, what do you think most people use? Well, like with I'm, at the moment, I'm trying to decide whether to go to Florence or Madrid. Oh, what a difficult What a horrible decision. <laughs> is this it's a modern life. <laughs> is, this, a is this for a holiday or is this for, for work? No, or? no, no. Holiday. And. So, uh, I, and I'm going with a friend, and we can't decide. And I said to her, "Well, let's sleep on it." Okay. What you're going to yeah. together? Male friend or <laughs> let's just... it's a female friend? Okay. So you said, "Let's sleep on it." Yeah. Oh. Did you? Uh, did you? Uh... <laughs> well, actually, she did come <clears throat> and stay with me, and she did sleep in my bed. What? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually hear that? Actually, Wait a minute, Kate. Wait a minute. Are you saying that you slept with a, with one of your female friends in <coughs> in the same bed? I did, yeah. So this is no longer an expression. This is just something you did. <laughs> this is not. You, you forget, literally did this. Forget the idioms. Forget the language. Yeah. Forget English. Yeah. You slept with your best friends. I did, yeah. And she's staying. She's staying tonight as well. What? Yeah. Okay, um, fine. And I never realised, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Do you have other decisions you need to sleep on? Is that work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's quite normal. It's quite normal for sort of uh, girls to sleep with their female friends sometimes, isn't it? Sure. You'd like to think so. It actually, it actually is. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Girls, girls will girls sleep together sometimes. Yeah. They're like, oh, come over to my house. Okay, you know, oh, we'll. I don't know well, what girls do. Well, it's not like that. Oh, you know, <laughs> let's, let's empty the pillowcases. And, uh, let's 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 sleep together and no, no. jump a, around um, like you do when you're a kid. Sure. It's the same thing. Yeah, men well, though, men don't do that. No. Men are like, hey, buddy, hey, you want to come over and play and play a bit of PlayStation, drink a few beers, sleep in the same bed? <laughs> uh, whoa. Yeah. It's, okay. it's like head to toe, head one end, toes. But then there's still the problem that you have. <laughs> the private the middle, part, still being in the middle. Still <laughs> it's not, it just doesn't solve it, does it? Well, the reason my friend uh, Caroline uh, is, is staying with me tonight, she's homeless at the moment. She's she's had to move out of her flat, okay. and uh, she she's got a new flat, but not for a while, and mm. she's staying with her parents. Yeah. So she needs. To, if she comes to London, she has so to. So she. So she's sleeping with you tonight. Today. She is. And tomorrow. Um, uh, I, c I don't know. I'm not sure. Sleep on it. <laughs> See if you. Uh, so you're not sure whether you're going to let her let stay with oh, you. Oh no no! I'm not sure if she needs to. <laughs> okay. She's welcome anytime. I've only got one bed. That's the problem. Right. Uh, but you don't mind, you know, put, letting a friend sleep in your bed if uh, I don't homeless. mind. I don't mind. That's very generous of you, Kate. <laughs> I, always, I actually almost feel bad for making fun of it now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
She's homeless. Okay. <laughs> well, she's not actually homeless. She's... She's just without a home at the moment. She's, like, she's, she's in transition. She's, she doesn't she's live in a cardboard box. She's not sort of begging and smelling of urine or anything. Not, not yet, anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, listeners, I think you probably get the idea of sleeping on it. I hope so. If you don't, just Google it. <laughs> we may, may have confused the answer at this point. <laughs> um, okay. Is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Your turn, Mark. I think it's. We, I don't know. It's your turn. It's my turn. All right. My, mine is uh, by the skin of my teeth. By the skin of my teeth, or by the skin of one's teeth. For example, I got into university by the skin of my teeth. Did you, Luke? So, really? Well, yeah, I did. did actually. Did you yeah. do well in your exams, or did you do not well as well as you wanted? When I. I mean, after I got into university, at university I did okay, but it was difficult for me to get into university because my ex- I didn't get good results in my exams. Okay. And so, you know, if I got like, what did I get? Well, fairly poor results, and, and it, but they were just good enough. Mm. So the, the, the difference between me getting into university and me not getting in was very, very thin, you know, a okay. slim difference. So, Is this know. similar to the, the nick of time? Idiot, yeah. but only not about time, but about maybe here your exam results. Yeah. Um, so it was just good enough. Yeah. And with the nick of time, you were just quick enough. Yeah. So it's by the idea. skin of, if you do something by the skin of your teeth, I mean, obviously your teeth don't have skin, or if they do, it was very, very, very thin. It's so thin, that's you can't see it, touch it, or measure it. That could be why. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do have skin in It the works morning. better than I got in by the enamel of my teeth. Yeah. It doesn't have the same. <laughs> Yeah, sound does it really? Yeah, it's no. too technical sounding or something. But I got into university by the skin of my teeth. So the idea is that your teeth have a very thin skin on them. Obviously, your teeth don't have skin. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's another one of those ridiculous English expressions that we use a lot. We do use this expression yeah. a lot. Definitely. So uh, skin on your teeth is considered to be very, very, very thin. So if you get in by the skin of your teeth, yeah. it's like the difference between getting in. And not getting in is is as thin as the skin on your teeth. Okay. <laughs> what a ridiculous expression. Yeah. Um, Luke, you know how Mark and I know each other. Um, yeah, you you studied together. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, I think I passed the exam that we did, or the teaching part. Which part? The teaching part. Two. Part two. Part two. Well, for, yeah. <laughs> By the skin of my teeth. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? I almost didn't pass it. I feel the same about my exam. Oh. Because I had problems preparing for the exam. I hate exams. Yes. I do badly. I freeze. And I have all these problems running in my head. And then I, I think, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling that on the day of the exam, I, I passed just by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. 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 Just by the skin of my teeth. Did you get your results, by the way? Did yes. you get? I mean, did you get your... I know you passed, both of you. Congratulations. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Um, but uh, did you actually... did better than me. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did you get? I just passed everything. <laughs> pass, pass, pass. And you yeah. got merits and distinctions and stuff? No. I, I, well, I... I didn't pass the exam by the skin of my teeth. I okay. I passed it. Well, you you did it. Yeah, good, you did yeah. well. I got a, a very good mark. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did you get? I got. Can you you, you don't want to? I got say. a distinction. Did you really? Yeah. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> exactly. Very very oh good. My Thank God. you. Really good. 
Did he know that? I didn't know that. No, that's, uh, that's really impressive. It is, because that is. exam is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it's, hor- so. it's a horrible course. We're yeah. talking, by the way, about <laughs> a particular uh, teaching course, which we've all taken. I did yeah. it six years ago. It's very hard. It's really oh, it's, hard. It's harder now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it gets, yeah, it's, it's much, much harder than it was six years right. ago. Right, sure, okay. Yeah, it's almost like double the work Yeah, now. yeah, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and it's a really hard exam. I passed by the skin of my teeth like I did. Did you? Every... Really? Well, I failed one thing that had to be retaken. Okay. Uh, but I think the rest of it was a fairly comfortable mm. pass. But that part I, I got through by the skin of my teeth. Um, but to get a distinction is, is really it's, outstanding. It's terrific, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's really good. But that was, that was the written exam, which isn't yeah. really very good. It's all points. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was, uh, but it was, it was because uh, it's not really connected with teaching. No. What? The exam, <laughs> the written exam. Yes, it is, because you have to analyse bits of language yeah. and you have to comment on how you, you would teach you that do, language. But you do, but at the same time, you, you spend all of your time preparing for it by having to, to remember the type of information yeah, you need to include in the answer for all these points. Exactly, it's an exercise. Can you remember to, to, to make a point about this? Uh, but you also get more points, bonus points, if you remember to write something extra here or develop it in some way. And then there's no indication in the question that that's what you need to do. You just need to be aware when you sit down that it's more than the knowledge that you have about teaching and about English. So what, are you just jumping through hoops, as it were? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Times. So it's like the, ex- the Cambridge examiners, they just prof- they just set up all these hoops, mm. like you're in the circus or something, and you've just got to try and jump through those hoops. Yeah. Rather than you know creating your own way of jumping, they just say, jump through this and yeah, you jump I through it. like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> You do. If you don't jump through this hoop, you fail. You may have something intelligent to say, something practical, something good. Yeah. But if it's outside this hoop, which we have here, <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be a fail. Yeah. Do you usually say hoop in that? <laughs> it depends. It was any oop sound, pretty much. Really? really? Oh, we have to jump through this hoop. <laughs> really? Loop. So let's see. Uh, Let's just take that as an example, all right? So, uh, what school. about if you, uh, well, if you, if yeah, you, um, you if you had to say get um, walk under a very low low doorway, what what would you do? I would I would have to stoop. You'd have oh. to stoop. <laughs> no stoop. I can of course do the normal sounding stoop. I would have to stoop, but I think it sounds much better if with the stoop. emphasis. Stoop. Stoop. Well, you make me sound like an old man. <laughs> stoop. And I'm clearly not an old man, but yeah, I would have to stoop. <laughs> so it's the yeah. bit it's at the end. I like that. It's the yeah. The p has to certainly uh, come out. Yeah. Stoop, stoop. Okay. Um, what do you I, do? Soup. Yeah. Would you like some soup? Can I just mention? Um, uh, can I just mention bullet points? Oh, yes. Go on. Um, in in our exam, <coughs> we had to uh, we had to write a lot. We had to basically write the whole thing using bullet points. What are bullet points? Um, you know those those dots that you get if you do if you're writing like a word document uh, and uh, you're you're writing thoughts. a list. <laughs> but you're writing yeah. a list. Yeah, you're writing a list, and you begin every list. You can begin it with a number, or you can begin it with just a black dot. 
a black a, dot or a little square or something yeah yeah or a letter or some, something to say yeah. that this is a list yeah yeah and okay. that that's that's a bullet point and and we had to use a lot of these and this is when mark and i started talking like this did indeed rishi q like the <laughs> shoot i only got two more bullet points left <laughs> Well, because we, we had to just include an awful lot of bullet points, and the more bullet points we got, the more more points we got. You did. Wasn't you, that right? You sit there and you don't take the bullet points, you're going to suffer. <laughs> you got you got to load up your, I don't know what it is. You're going to fail if you don't use the bullet points. Simple How many that. bullet points are you, you're, you're allowed to use? As many as you can. As hit. many as you can. As many as, as, you, as you, can. you can carry into that exam hall. You see, you just load up your whatever it is you're using. I was going to say revolver, but then I realized that wouldn't work because you can't really write with a revolver. So you. Well, you know, we could take it. We could. We took our guns we into took the our exam. Guns. That, we? Was, that was lots of shooting. It was just chaos in there. All the way down. Yeah? yeah. Uh, lots of distinctions for everyone. That's why I got a distinction. Because you shot the examiner right between the eyes. <laughs> No, it's because I shot the exam paper with, with lots of bullets. That's okay. why I just passed by the skin of my teeth, because I became a pacifist halfway through. <laughs> I just stopped believing in violence. I put my gun down and started writing sentences and paragraphs. You mean you became Canadian? I became Canadian, pretty much. <laughs> um, I became a Democrat. <laughs> well, that's just swear. <laughs> Um, okay. Mm. Right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Your turn, Mark? Mark. Right. Sure. Okay. Oh, uh, to bite off more than you can chew. Bite off more than you can chew. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this. This. Gone. I was going to say. I feel like in maybe attempting to both introduce you, Mark, into this episode and teach twelve if natural <laughs> expressions. That in this particular episode, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, feel like I... we should have we should have got to know you before we started teaching, because <laughs> the listeners are going, "This is great! Now I'm learning. I'm learning idioms." But who is Mark? Well, who is this guy? <laughs> All will be revealed. Yeah. You're just gonna have to wait, listeners. You're gonna have to wait. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. who is the secret? Uh, this mysterious new guest. You have to find out later, children. <laughs> I don't know why you call them children. Why not? Um, to bite off more than you can chew. So, for example, I don't know why I agreed to do this job. I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. Mm. Yeah. So, um, my job is uh, clearly very, very difficult. Mm. Let's, um, say, let's say your job was to round up all of the uh, cattle? criminal gangs okay. and cattle <laughs> okay. from, the, from the town. Right. And like you've been made the sheriff of the local town, right. and uh, it's your job to like round up all the criminals and all the, the cattle which have got loose. Is that my, is that my job every day? Uh, yeah, that's that's it. You, you're responsible for the controlling crime in in that in crime this town. in the whole state. In the whole state of Missouri. Every that sounds like criminal. a lot. That sounds like a lot. I don't yeah. think I could do that. I but think it, I could do the I could do the crime. Give me the criminals. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. I'll do that. But if you give me the cattle, too much. That's too much. And I think then I will have bitten off 
more than I could chew mm. okay. with that. So the idea, I suppose, is this works well as a metaphor, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. You you have a big cake, piece of pie, <laughs> steak, maybe. steak, anything, whatever you like, or Big Mac if we're at McDonald's mm. again. If you're Luke, oh, if you're Luke, oh, fine. Oh, oh. And let's say you can, you know, you're you're reasonably hungry. You're reasonably hungry. You so have your first Big Mac. Yes, yeah. fine, no problem. You have the fries, no problem at all. Mm. The drink. Okay, no problem. You want another meal, so you get your second Big Mac, but you know, you, you start to eat it and it becomes too much. So I think maybe here you, you've bitten off more than you can chew, it's just too much. Okay, so it's like when you agree to, it, it's, you, it's not usually about food, but if you take sure. it literally. As a metaphor, that's what I'm yeah. As a metaphor, yeah, yeah, certainly, but it's not used that way. Yeah, so it's when you agree to do something, and then later on you realise, oh my god, I can't do the thing that I agreed to do, yeah. it's too much work. I yeah, it's usually responsibilities, duties, things like that, mm -hmm. and you agree, and then maybe later you realise, that's too much. Right. Yeah. So it's like, for example, if your friend says to you, hey, uh, Kate, um, I'm going away for a month. Can you just look after my nine Dalmatians while I'm gone? And then you kind of go, yeah, sure. And then you realise that looking after nine Dalmatians for a month is a full-time job. And then you're like, oh, God, I think I've bitten off more than I can chew with this Dalmatians job. Mm. Don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. Help. I thought, you were going to, I thought you were going with nine Dalmatians was fine, and then you understood there were 101 yeah, well, there, and then... I don't know why I used nine, it, but yeah. I mean, 101 Dalmatians, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> you'd be there, um, you know, you'd say, sorry, did you say nine? I thought it was nine. And then, no, 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 it's 101. <laughs> oh, no, and then you, you're there in a huge house with 101 it's, Dalmatians. It's too late, you can't... You wow. And then you're there, oh, help Luke, help Mark, Mark, Luke, yeah. help me, I've bitten off more than I can chew with this Dalmatians job. Can you come and help me? And we'll be like, no, sorry, no, we're far too busy recording this podcast. Well, but what you could do then, um, it wouldn't really be a problem, because then you could just turn them all into coats. Yeah. Oh. Just skin them and... and yeah. Make a big coat. Mm, that's a bit dark. I think. Yeah. That's... I can't believe you said that. <laughs> that's uncomfortable, isn't it? I'm not I'm sure. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I thought you were an animal lover. Um, oh, let's just... Bought the tone down. <laughs> I can't believe you suggested <laughs> killing and skinning all of those those lovely dogs. Think how beautiful they are. As dogs, yes, it would make there a they really are. Good yeah. coat. Oh, okay. But but what about the dogs? What about the the rest of the dog? There are too many dogs in the world. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> kill them all. <sighs> well, no, kill a hundred and one of them. <laughs> Just the black and white Dalmatian ones. Yeah, exactly. In the house, in the one house. Yeah. They're all in the same house. Cruella de Vil had the right idea, didn't she? Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, so if you bite off more than you can chew, you take on too much responsibility and you realise that later on, I can't deal with all this responsibility, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Well, I think Absolutely. we have definitely bitten off more than we can chew. With, this, with this episode, time is just flying forwards it as is. usual. It is, it um, is. Okay, right. Uh, Kate, Me? I think you're next. Okay. This is the last one, I think. Really? This is number, okay. tw this is number 12. Really? I yeah. seem to have two more. Have you got two more? I have one uh, more. Oh, <laughs> okay. one. Maybe that was your way of suggesting we move on. No, yeah. I, think, no I, think, yeah. I think we should keep going and finish okay. mediums. Go to, on. to get the ball rolling. To get the ball rolling. The ball or the ball? The ball. Oh, right. Ball, like football. Yeah. To get the ball rolling. Simon. Who's Simon? I don't know. It's just a Simon. Name. It's just a person. Simon. Would you like to get the ball rolling by telling us about the conference you attended last week? 
Are you in a business meeting, Kate? I am. Yes. So yes. This, this could be, for example, in a business meeting um, when um, the boss uh, who's yeah. chairing the meeting says, OK, welcome to the meeting. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Um, perhaps, Simon, you could get the ball rolling by uh, just telling us uh, a little bit about the conference that you went to last week. And Simon goes, yeah, well, I went to a conference and, um, <laughs> last week. And uh, it was uh, very interesting. They talked about uh, cat technology. It was uh, fascinating. <laughs> Um, what did they say about the cat technology? Oh, just that it was related to cats and it was technology. They actually said that it was uh, a Frenchman in invented a new, a new uh, wind turbine oh, powered yeah. by cats. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Um, so that's just an example there of how um, <laughs> the expression to get the ball rolling might be used. So yeah. it just means, what does it mean then, really? Start things off. Just get, yeah. get started. Get the meeting started. We have a number of things to talk about. Let's start with you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you can get the ball rolling. Yeah. Just get the meeting started. Yeah. It's weird that the meeting is a ball. And <laughs> well, it has to be rolling. Square doesn't roll. Oh, I see. Okay. I was going to say that square doesn't really roll very easily. But the that's rolling the, thing is the. Yeah. the that's I mean, what. Think of other, other, other. Objects we could use. When it, well, I suppose when a conversation is going, it's kind of rolling, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. got momentum. Mm. Um, so ball. Like, and this like is definitely going downhill. In a minute, we're going to just crash into yeah. a car or something. Um, and that's. Uh, I think business English really. They use a lot of idioms like that, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Do you use that in like your everyday? Conversation. Well, I, I might do. I might sometimes, but I think I might use it ironically. Yeah, maybe just to pre yeah. Let's let's pretend this is a business meeting. Oh, ha ha ha! Get the ball rolling. Yeah. Or even if it was a real business meeting, I'd be tempted to start using lots of cliched expressions just because I wanted to try and yeah. send up the whole <laughs> idea of the fact that it was a meeting. Is that too post-ironic? I was going to say post-modern-ironic. I don't know really what that is. It's, it's a long time since I've used the word post-modern, so yeah. I can't really use it It's just more. confusing. Yes. Generally. That's, that's what it so is. businesses. Yeah. yeah. Business meeting yeah. situation. Okay. Um, all right. So I've used all my idioms in the nick of time by the skin of my teeth. Oh, no, I've got one more. I've got one more. So um, to know something like the back of your hand. Uh, so I know this town like the back of my hand. So that means that if you know something really, really well, you know it really, really well. Like, for example, you know exactly how to find everything in your local town. You know all the streets and everything, and you know every, where everything is. You could say that you know it like the back of your hand. The, the back of your hand is which part of the hand? It's the back. The back part. Oh, right. It's not the front, the other side. But for me, the front <laughs> and the back of a hand are like... But these are your fingers. Yeah, okay. Specific. I don't know, I always assumed it was talking about the palm. Really? And then this part here. Yeah, this the is part. the... No, but this is the palm, which is the front. Yeah. For the benefit of the listeners, you can't pick up on all these sort of uh, all these gestures. Sure. The the palm is the uh, let's see the the bit that you use to hold things like a, if you're holding a glass of beer, yeah. that would it would be in the Touch. palm of your it hand. It would be touching the glass when, of beer. Yeah. When you do a high five, then you snap the palms of your hands together. That that was Luke doing that, a high five with himself. Yeah, that wasn't even a real high five. I'm British. I can't do high fives. Yeah, do properly. high five. I'll high five. Yeah, it's still no, not right. That wasn't good, was it? There was two British people doing a high-five. British white people, middle-class British white people, cannot high-five correctly. They always get it slightly wrong. Okay, well, if you clap, we can clap, we're British. If you... Yeah? 
If you clap, that's the, the two palms of your hands yeah. no. meeting. So the other side of the palm, that's the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. If you were, for example, to, um, I don't know, slap someone in the face dismissively, <laughs> you would do it with the back of your hand, right? If to you challenge them to a duel with a... That's <laughs> <laughs> you do that with a glove. You, would, yeah, you do do it with a glove. But do you do it with the palm of the glove, or do you do it with the back of the I glove? I think you do it in a backhand kind of so way. it would be the back of the glove. How yes, often do you hand. challenge people to a duel, Mark? Today? Really? No. Did oh, really? no, just today. Um, twice. <laughs> today. Usually in a really? given week. Depends. Okay. Seven or eight Luke? times. How often do I challenge people to yeah. a duel? Yeah. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I've never actually challenged someone to a duel in the real world, but I do it regularly um, when I'm okay. playing playing computer games. I I think I do it every now and then. You do it every now and then. Really? In what way do you actually challenge someone to a duel? Um, well, I, I, if I, if we're having an argument and I just can't be bothered to, you know, keep arguing with words, I say I challenge you to a duel. And then and, and then. Yeah. Um, you say, I'll meet you swords or swords? Swords. 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 At dawn? At dawn, yeah. In, in the churchyard or something? Um, normally on the heath. On the heath? Well, that's true. At dawn with swords. Daggers, maybe. No, swords. Swords, swords. swords. Yeah. Daggers wouldn't work. And clearly, you, you always win. Well, I'm still alive, so... Yeah. I hope that my listeners know what a duel is. <laughs> that's where two people have a fight to the death in yeah. a sort of organised way. Normally they stand back to back, and then they they, they walk ten paces. Yeah, but also in the in the old west as well. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in the old west as well. Yeah, yeah. You want another uh, like John Wayne, I suppose. If John Wayne's not having a very good day, um, no, I'm not doing the John Wayne voice. That would be an insult to John <laughs> Wayne. But he may say, if he's feeling British for the day, he may say, "I don't like the cut of your jib or what you're saying." And sure, uh, let's go outside. Let's go outside and let's shoot. Each other. So if it okay, if it was in the Wild West, it would be maybe a couple of cowboys sitting in a in a bar. A How would it happen? A saloon. In a saloon, there'd be one cowboy at the bar. Another yeah. cowboy would ching, 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 ching. I walk into the saloon. I'm thinking of a card game, maybe game of poker, and one cowboy discovers the other cowboy is cheating. He's he has- cheating. You low down varmint, you're cheating on me! Exactly, and they go outside, and uh, usually at noon. Yeah, high high noon. noon. High noon, (laughs) yes, which is a bit before high tea, I believe. So, high noon. High noon! (laughs) And then, for some inexplicable reason, there's no countdown, there's nothing. They just wait for one of them to take the gun, which seems a bit unfair, because you'd think... I want to be the first to take my gun. Let's mm. shoot. It's kind of like, who's going to be the fastest cowboy in the West? It's like, if you can pull your gun... I don't know why yeah, they do if, that. If, you, if it doesn't work, you die. Mm. You sure. would just be the first, though, wouldn't you? Would you? Just, you want to be the first because think, you want to be... You don't want to take the chance. I think it's all about being macho. You so? Show how, how brave you are. You could even take time to take the first shot through the fella's hat. <laughs> shoot his hat off. And then be like, oh, where's my hand gone? And then while he's thinking, no one, take the gun out of his hand. Oh, where's my gun gone? And then the belt buckle. <laughs> belt the trousers. Oh, where's my trousers gone? Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, shoot me now. I'm too embarrassed. Excuse me. Excuse me. He wouldn't talk about trousers now, would he? Pants. Thank yeah, you. trousers. 
We're like, where are my trousers going? I'm like, what do you mean trousers? Uh, oh, sorry, pants. Where are my pants? <laughs> anyway, that, that's a duel, isn't it? So yeah. That's usually a challenge, and yeah. it can be to the death. Yes, exactly, that's a duel. So... Um, I, we were talking about the expression to know it like the back of your hand, were we not? We were indeed. So, so you could say, I know, I know this town like the back of my hand. Mm. You know, excuse me, do you know where the bank is? <laughs> well, shoot, I've been living here 67 years. I know this town like the back of my Yes, but do you know where the bank is? You're asking me where the bank is? Yeah, of course I know where the bank is. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so, but I've never really understood that expression because I don't really know the back of my hand that well. I was about to say, if somebody showed a picture of a number of hands, one of them was mine, I would probably have trouble identifying my hand. My fingers are rather short compared to a lot of people's fingers. Yeah, so that would be, that would be can it. I, That's certainly can I say something here? Go on. I think this is because you are both men. That we have... Short fingers. Women, women, we don't no. know, uh, women can identify the back of their hand. I would definitely, definitely, without a doubt, be able to identify I think the back be, of my hand. I think I could actually identify the back of my hand too. What is it about I your hand? Do you, you, you don't look at the back of your hand enough, Mark. I don't spend enough time. Have you got that? You know how some people have and <laughs> um, they can't recognise faces. Uh, Who said that? Uh, some people have a condition where. It's called face blindness. So I have hand blindness. You have hand blindness. But only for your own hand. So you, what do you see? And the back of the hand, because I could probably recognise other parts of my, my arm. But when you look at your fingers. hand, would you see just like an ambient blob? <laughs> just, the, just the kind of... I'll, bit I'll of be honest, I, I generally notice that other people also have five fingers, or four yeah. fingers and a thumb, yeah. I should say. And certainly other, other men have the, share the characteristics of maybe, maybe some hair. Yeah. Some some hair there. I have nails. Um, yes, yeah, some, some lines, some wrinkles, knuckles on the knuckles. Yeah. Um, so actually, for me, uh, especially my right hand. Can you see this? What's it's that? A, it's a scar. Oh, can you, you see? I can see your scar. It, yeah. my, Is that from a duel? It, in fact, yes. It's okay. a duel. Um, I challenged my cat to a duel right. when I was about nine, yes. um, and it scratched me. And I've got a scar there. Really? Yeah. What, what yeah. did you do to the cat? Uh, I killed it. Okay. Fair I've enough. got a, a nice scarf now. <laughs> 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 so the cat got you first, but it didn't yeah. kill you. No, no. You were like, you finished it well, off. Well, it was using. Did it disarm you? Because it no. got you in the right well, hand. Well, it was using its claws, and I was using a gun. So it scratched me on the on the right hand. The gun hand. Did you drop the, the gun? The gun hand. Uh, I was. I had another gun. In a holster. That doesn't sound fair. And uh, <laughs> the cat, the cat does have two sets of two paws. Well, cats have nine lives. Also, yeah. So you had to kill it nine times. Did you stamp on it nine times? Is um, that what you did? You're a terrible, Kate. Well, I can't believe you did that. I, I killed it, and then it it was okay. It came back to life, and then it just died in a bush. Nice. <laughs> what a lovely story. His name was Thomas. Thomas. Ginger cat. Okay. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that all ginger cats are male? What? Did you know? I d all ginger cats are all male. All ginger cats are male. Now that's yeah. not an idiot. Ginger cats. That's just a lie. It's a fact. It's it is a fact. All ginger cats are male. Okay. Yes. Ginger so, toms. Okay. It's true. Really? Yeah, it's true. That's really weird. So, yeah. I mean, genetically, how does that how does that come about? How does that happen? That. Uh, 
Oh, we're gonna have to get into genetics. No, no, let's not. Let's not. Well, let's we're fight. gonna have to get into. Let's... No, let's. Um, another topic of conversation that is a favourite of mine is uh, ginger. Okay. Ginger. Wait, no, no, can I stop you there? Yeah. I think that we should develop. We, we should devote a, a yeah. podcast to the ginger, subject of ginger being, podcast. being ginger. So we're going to leave it there. Yeah. We're we'll talking about ginger biscuits, ginger hair as well, and, gin, and ginger biscuits. Ginger we could biscuits. just deal with everything ginger. related to gingerness. Yeah. Another time, gin, gin, gingerosity will be covered. We'll go through the the uh, the ginger bet. Yeah. That's like the alphabet. For, but we, it's too important. Yeah. We've tempted the we'll listeners by that little nugget of information. Yes. That little piece of information there about ginger tomcats, and just, male cats. And, and the whole subject of gingers in general. Um, okay, right, so I know this town like the back of my hand. Mark? <laughs> Fine, I have, a, I have my final idiom. Um, to work something out. Yeah. Uh, the example, actually, I think there are two examples here. Um, we're having a few teething problems with the new computer system, but we can work it out. I'm sure it'll be fine by the time the new office opens. Yeah. Um, the second one here says, I had no mobile reception, so I had to... Well, actually, it says work, but that's, that's just the, the typing, I think. Um, I had no mobile reception, so I had to work out the route myself using a map. Okay, I think the first one with the computers is quite good. So you get a new computer system... Uh, when you set it up, there are some small problems at the beginning, um, but we can work it out. We can solve these small problems, and in the end, everything will work okay. Yeah, I think it's probably yeah, yeah. Good. So it's like the Beatles song, "We Can Work It Out." We can work it out. Well, how does that go? What are the lyrics to that song? We can work it out. We, we can, can work it out. out. Yeah. Do you want to go on? Yeah, well, I can't. Life is very short, and there's a cry. Oh, it's a cry. There's no time. No, there's no time. For fussing and fighting, my friend. I've always thought that it's a crime, so I shall ask you once again. Try to see in my way. I prefer the Stevie Wonder version of that. Because there's a guy that goes, hey, every, every, uh, every few bars. <laughs> he goes, uh, try to see it my way, hey, and be alright, hey, we can work it out, hey, we can work it out, hey. Yeah. You should listen to it, listeners. Stevie Wonder, we can work it out, listen. Yeah. Hey! Sounds good. Although, I have to listen to that now, so I have to leave. I have to go, I have to get internet connection and download that song immediately. It was McCartney, wasn't it? It was both of them who did that. McCartney came up with the We Can Work It Out section, and Lennon did the Life is Very Short and We're All Gonna Die section. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's McCartney singing We Can Work It Out. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. So we him. can solve the problem. We can work it out. We yeah. can fix the problem. And the other one. So also get it. That in fact, here I think there. Here we're talking about the computer. You've got a practical problem. Some problems you can you can solve these problems, fix these problems. You work it out. But I think in the in the Beatles song, they're they're talking about the relationship, aren't they? Yeah. So problems in a relationship between people. If you talk about it, you discuss these problems, then these problems can disappear. You can. Work it out. Yeah, you can solve the solve issues. The problems, exactly. yeah. 
Okay, but you got another use of I, working out. I did, well. yes. I had, um, I had no mobile reception, so I had to work out the route myself using a map. So I had no, uh, no reception, so my phone, um, I suppose my phone could not tell me where to go, my, where I needed to go, the roads I needed to take. Uh, so I had to take a map and I had to decide which road to take, where to turn, where to go. Mm. So I had to work out the, the route myself. Mm. So it's like, um, so if there's something you don't know, um, you kind of work it out by sort of studying it and trying to understand it and then after you understand it you have worked it out so to work something out is to like understand something mm. that you didn't like, understand like before. a maths problem as well so if you have a maths problem and sometimes it can take a long time if, if, it's, a, if it's a difficult equation mm. so you, you may, maybe you try and you fail and mm. you do it again and again mm. um, and then in the end you have your answer you have your solution mm. you, you work it out or maybe you, you read an English word that you, you don't know and you see if you can work it out just from, just from the context. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's a good one for her, isn't it? Good yeah. Who, uh, who got the dis distinction in a Delta then, eh? Don't use a dictionary, just look at what comes before and after. Yeah. And, uh, look at the grammar and guess. Just, just guess. Don't ask me. <laughs> what kind, what's the part of speech, Kate, eh? That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Although this this was for the teaching bit, and I um, I passed that by the skin of my teeth. Right. Yeah. All right. So final <laughs> final idiom of the day. Okay. To get stuck in there. Get going, so get, get stuck, stuck in, in there. there. Stuck. Don't hang about. Just get stuck yeah, in don't there. Don't worry about Ooh. it. Just get stuck in there. Get stuck right in there. I can't really. Do you have an example? No, that was the example. I think it's. I think it's. Um, There's no example. There is. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just get stuck in there. Don't, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just get stuck in there. But don't read that example. No, the um, get stuck in there. It's like just get involved. Go for it. Uh, if don't someone, worry about it too much. Don't worry about it. Just, try. Just try and get in. Get involved. Mm. I think. So, for example, if let's say your friend uh, is wants to chat up a, an attractive girl that he's seen in the bar, but he's, he's scared, you would say to him, God, don't worry about it, mate, just get stuck in there, go for it. So just get involved in the situation. It's a, it's a little vulgar, but yes, yes, I suppose. No, I don't mean <laughs> it literally. <laughs> um, don't get stuck, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other, other examples might, you might say that to your son or daughter, your son who's gone to a party, Oh, right. The other I, children are playing well, games. I was going to use a different example, actually. Well, just away from the party and the, the whole sort of social acceptance thing. I was going to go with the football. You know, yeah. for parents who, or fathers especially, who watch their children play football, or even just a, a football match that you watch in a stadium and you shout at the players, get stuck in there. So maybe if the player you think isn't trying enough, and you can shout at him, get stuck in there, go work on, harder. Go on, Rooney, get stuck in there, mate, son. Really, man? <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. It's just like that. Okay, so to get stuck in there, like, get involved, don't be shy, don't hold back, just go for it, get stuck in there. Do you use that a lot? Get stuck yeah. in there. I, I think for some reason it works in this sort of accent, you know? 
Well, get stuck in there, mate. To be honest, um, I sounds like a cockney who spent time in Australia. Get <laughs> stuck, in, yeah, get stuck in <laughs> there, mate. Right? Yeah, just go to Australia, mate. Yeah. It's all right. It's, yeah, you lose your accent, gets a bit confused, but you know, don't worry about it. About but yeah, it, I mate. think I think definitely the, the, that London, that East London accent, it definitely works. Get because it's a, it's a very, you know, I don't know, it's hard, hard to describe. The accent's very sort of, in, ah, not informal at all, is it? It's just. Uh, the, Would it work in northern? That. Would it work in, like, in a northern accent? Where you get stuck in there. Go on, son, get, get stuck get, get in, stuck in, in there, man. Or if you get stuck in there. That works. Yeah. Get stuck in uh, with a strong K. But it works. You can use it, yeah. yeah. What about um, Manchester? Yeah, right, so I just like got stuck in there a lot, and I get stuck in there. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Go on, think... go on, lad. Go on, lad. Go on, get stuck in there. Get stuck in there. Go on, get stuck in Definitely from north. <laughs> Definitely works from north. Go yeah, get, get stuck in with whippets. But to be honest, um, <laughs> I, 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 I made some videos for this podcast a while ago where I interviewed people in the street and asked them about London. And one of the interviews, in one of the interviews, I said, um, what do you think of London to this girl, this quite posh girl? And she said, oh, well, London can be quite overwhelming, mm. but it's not too difficult once you get stuck in there. Oh, that's true. A bit of that spirit that yeah. sort of thing. Meaning yeah. once you get involved and you sort of um, go into London and kind of get involved in doing things in London, it's not so forget, frightening after yeah, forget what, Forget what you were worried about. Yeah. yeah. Just... Cast off your reservations and your <laughs> doubts, and just just get stuck in. Throw yourself into it. Into the One situation. will find things surely far more manageable once one does that. Yeah, and just get stuck in there. Just, just, just throw off those shackles. Throw yourself in wholeheartedly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, would we be able to finish in about five minutes? Yes, I think so. Do you have like, to go and see Hamlet again? <laughs> Not Hamlet this time. I'm, I'm, uh, actually, Hamlet is a Danish... He's, he's Danish. My name's yeah? not Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling me oh. Ashley. Um, yeah, you remember last time, listeners, I said I'm going to see the Dane, because Hamlet's Danish. This time, I'm seeing a Swede. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of Swede? Uh... A Swedish girl, she's yeah. my friend, called Steffi. Yeah. Is she, is she staying at your place tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Steffi right now, actually. Go on. Um, no, she's not. Um, Caroline's staying at my place, but Steffi, I'm just meeting her for a drink. Okay. I'm meant to be meeting her at seven. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Night is young. Okay, well, I think we'll probably wrap it up there then. Well, I suppose after offering the uh, golden chalice at the end of this rainbow, the, uh, this podcast, that we would get to know Mark. Right. Perhaps we should quickly do that and then, okay. we, can, then we can go. Yeah. So, all right, so Mark, hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> strange way to get to know a person is to, to interview them on the podcast um, in this way, but nevertheless. Um, so, how do you know Kate? Um, I know Kate because we recently finished a course together, the course we've been talking about um, for the, the teacher qualification course. Difficult teacher qualification Difficult course. one. D yeah. for difficult. D for difficult. Delta. Delta. Diploma in English language teaching to us. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Let's say exactly what the, the thing is. It's a diploma, a higher diploma in, in teaching English to adults. And it's a very difficult qualification. Well it, done it again. Was, it, passing. It, was, it was difficult, but you know what? There were, there were times, I think, towards 
the end where no I was about to say this is going to be easy this is going to be easy no it was just a relief to get it all done when we met on the course and uh, then uh, yeah we started uh, went to the pub uh, spoken accents, basically. Basically, you? yes. Pretty much the the cowboy accent most of the time was a favourite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's how we know each other. And uh, then she invited me here very kindly. Okay. And uh, actually, I think you invited Mark in because he can he can do accents. But yeah, well, that's not that's but, true. Okay. Oh, I think it's true yes. because he's an English teacher and right. he's an English teacher who likes to talk in accents yes. but we haven't actually done really much mm. on accents in this episode so I don't know what, what we're going to do about that maybe you can come back another time we'll, we'll that sounds nice. do accents in, in, a, in a more organised way sure um, that sounds probably uh, like you a good give idea us, give us a bit of the old Cowboy accent. Well, I think we've already established that we, we, none of us are particularly gifted in this area. But it is a lot of fun. It sure is. You just get to lengthen the sound of your, your vowels there, and it's uh, yeah. you can get it's a lot of fun. You get to fantasize and do some kind of, especially if you use a voice like this, and then you, they, they don't know where you're from anymore. You sound, you sound like an old man who's lost all. Exactly, that's that's the that's the kind of thing I'd like to go for. And surely your name becomes Billy Bob or Pat. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. He's an actor. He is he, an actor. And he speaks exactly like that. He does. He, he does. He can it's be uncanny. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think he speaks like that because his name is Billy Bob? I think he feels obliged I to speak like that because definitely. of his name. He would, wouldn't you? When he was a little baby. Be, be, be. <laughs> little Bobby. Bobby, what's a Bobby? <laughs> Hello, little Bobby. <laughs> little Bobby. A little baby. Baby. Little yeah. baby. A little youngin. When he was a scallywag. And he had a grasshopper. He came out and said, Mom. What's my name? <laughs> no, she said, uh, Mummy, Mummy, what's my name? And uh, Mummy said, Your name's Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob. I like the sound of that. It's pretty cool. Is that what normally happens? Like, children don't know, know their name. They start learning to speak without a name. That's what, that's and then what, they ask their parents, what's my name? Isn't that the, 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 the first thing you said when I was born? The first thing I said was, um, Mummy, what, uh, how should I uh, introduce myself? First words. First words, absolutely. <laughs> Well, uh, you, you, you call, use your name. Uh, and what would that be, Mummy? Come on, <laughs> hurry up! <laughs> I've got all day. Luke, get a move. Is on. that it? Just one syllable. That all I've got to work with. Um, mm. Luke, I can't. I can't help noticing that your mum sounds quite a lot like an oak tree. Don't, don't go there. I don't want to do the oak tree thing. I think I probably lost about a thousand <laughs> listeners last time just because of well, because I decided to teach people how to speak like an oak tree. Oh, if there's one thing I need to learn when it comes to English, you know, there's all those listeners all over the world who need to get jobs and you know who their their countries are in recession and it's like I desperately need to learn English as a foreign language, uh, specifically how to speak English like an oak tree would. Or an, el or an elm, at least. Or an elm. <laughs> oh. And elms are sort of... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're far more difficult. I, I wouldn't ask them um, to do um, that. And that's another podcast, uh, <laughs> the, the, way, the ways speak. in which trees might speak if they did speak English. <laughs> Although you could sure. probably listen to... You could probably watch Lord of the Rings, because there are trees mm. that speak. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and that's very long... 
Sounds again. It was almost from the cowboy, but even longer. Treebeard. You know, Treebeard, the, yes. the character Treebeard in Lord of the Rings is a, is a bit annoying because he constantly says, mm, No, I'm not a tree. I'm an, I'm an ant. And he goes on about this quite a lot. But dude, your name is Treebeard. But tree. if, you, if, you've read, if you've read the book, then you, then you know, of course, that this just goes on forever in the book. Yeah. And they go and they have a tree, or, sorry, not a tree, an ant meeting to decide if oh, they what? can help the hobbits. And they're it, all the Ents. They're called Ents. They, they join oh, a circle, and I don't even remember how long. How it many goes days? goes for like 900 years or something. But this particular meeting was several days, I think. And they just stand there, and they look. No one says anything, and then occasionally one will grumble. Which is a sign that one of them is preparing to speak. Yeah. And they would say continually in the book, it's just like, These things mustn't be rushed. <coughs> Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Oh, you can't be hasty. Yeah, no hasty. <laughs> Absolutely. But our friends are dying. Hmm. Oh, let's not be hasty. No, literally, they're, they're dying. They're, they're, right they're now. dying right now. Right oh, now. we can't rush these things. Well, it's, it's not really up to you, Treebeard. You know, this is Saruman has gained in power. Sauron is gaining in power. Bad things are happening. People are dying. My friends are out there somewhere. I don't know where. And Can we have another five minutes? Because, because, who has the biscuits? <laughs> exactly, and it just goes on for a long time like that. But it's, it's great, but okay. to speak like an ant. Yeah. Um, I thought you said ant. E-N-T. It's a kind of uh, creature from the Lord of the Rings but movies. definitely not a tree. It's not a tree. It looks like a tree, smells like a tree. Isn't it a tree, though, apparently? Uh, isn't it yeah. an insect in New Zealand? That's a, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's just the way they would pronounce the word ant. Ant, mate. Yeah, an ant. Ant. No. Eh. Ant. <laughs> like end, but with a T yeah. instead of a D. Talking of end, I think maybe that's a good moment for us to end this episode. Mm. But uh, it was very nice to meet you, Mark. We didn't really get to know you as much as we could have done, but <laughs> I'm sure that's fine and uh, the, the world will carry on. Nice to meet you too. Nice to meet thanks you. Thanks for coming. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for listening to this uh, odd episode. <laughs> I, I keep saying this, but at the end of every episode now, I say, that was the most ridiculous episode of Luke's English Podcast. There was plenty of learning in there, though. I think there was, there, there, there were lots of expressions and idioms yeah, and things. Yeah. definitely. And lots of uh, sort of nonsense as well, and that's fine. That's, uh, we all like a bit of nonsense. from. Maybe we could use them. Once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. <laughs> or every now and then. But, but maybe we could use them in the next one. Okay. When we're doing accents. Okay. Yeah, we'll try and we'll endeavour to sleep on it. Create a little bridge. Yeah, good. well, sleep, sleep on that on. idea. It's a good, yeah. good okay. idea. Mm. Um, but um, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe that. we'll end up doing that. Yeah, good okay. idea. Right. Hopefully, uh, what you can do, <laughs> listeners, uh, all you need to do is just listen to this episode uh, over and over again. Study the idioms, and then you'll know them all like the back of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but don't bite off more than you can chew because yeah. there are a number here. So. My advice would be just get stuck in there. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just get You're stuck. just contradicting my advice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't bend over backwards to learn all of them at once. Oh, we must stop because otherwise Kate's going to be late and we, well, uh, you know, you'll probably make it in the nick of time if you leave now. <laughs> I think I might make it by the skin of my teeth. Yes, I think so. I don't think I think I'm going to be late actually. Okay, well that brings us to the end of this episode. 
of Luke's English Podcast. Thanks very much for joining me this time. And uh, you'll hear more from this kind of thing soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information.